Hi, my name is Peter Maestri and you're listening to Divorce, the first six months. If you're someone who's about to go through a divorce or maybe you're just healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories that you're going to listen to focus on people that have been through a divorce, but more importantly, how they navigated through it. So learn from their experience and take lots of notes. It's real. It's raw. This conversation is vulnerable. Having said that, let's get right into it. And today we're going to have the pleasure of interviewing Rosie Mastre, who is not only a Divorce Club member, but she's also my mom. So you're going to get to hear two divorce stories. You're going to get to hear um, the perspective of my mom from her divorce and then also um, with me. So let's see what happens. This is completely unscripted. We have not um, talked about what we're going to talk about or anything. It's just flat the cup. So mom, welcome. Thank you. Let's start off with talking about what it was like for you when you first found out or when you first knew that you were getting a divorce. It was sad because I had a lot of years of marriage and your life becomes a routine, not in a bad way, but there's someone there waiting for you. So you get used to it. That person's always there and you expect that person to be there when you get home. So that's a very hard part when it starts happening because then you feel like you're alone in this world because you're walking into an empty space. So that, that really adds to the emotions. I think one of the things like at night, I couldn't go out at first because I never went out at night before without him. So to me, to be out driving at night made me very nervous, very scared. It depressed me. Why? Because I was so used to it. So one of the biggest thing when you start is the letting go of the physical person that's in your house or next to you. Were you in control of your emotions? No, my emotions were all over the place because it's something that I didn't want. I wish it would have worked out, but it didn't. It came to the point where I was so unhappy. And I, that's when I realized I have to get this done because I was so unhappy that it didn't matter what happened and during the day or not. It was a sadness in me that was taking me down. So that's one of the things that I decided. Um, does this person make me happy? No. This person makes me very sad. So why do I want to be in a sad relationship or an abusive relationship verbally or whatever? No. So that was one of the questions. He made me very sad. And I didn't want to feel like that anymore. I mean, if I want to be sad, let it be on my terms, but not, not just walk inside your house and it feels like everything came down. It's, it's like walking into a storm because you're so nervous and every day is the same thing and that's no way to live. Like how long before you knew that it was like, okay, this is, has to end? I think about a good two years, I said, this isn't working out. I kept on trying 
And then one day I just didn't want to try anymore. And that's the day that your light bulb goes on. Because by that time, you're in control of your emotions. You don't want to be in a bad situation or a bad vibes. It's everything. Because if if he's not happy, you're not happy. The house is that has no good vibes. Everything it's everything's connected. So I tried. I tried a lot. And it never seemed to get any better because I tried, but he never, I, I never seen the effort in him. In him, it was like, I should cater to him. I should go to whatever he wants or needs. And he was always right because you couldn't talk to a per You need to talk to be able to talk to someone about your emotions and your problems and not them come back and say blame you for everything because they can't deal with their life so i decided that it didn't matter what he thought or what he said or what it didn't matter it came to the point where i had to decide do i want to live like this for the rest of my life and that made me very scared. And I said, I don't know what's going to happen in my life, but I know it can't be as bad as I have it now. And that, that that's how I decided, you know? And there's no, there's no regret in the part that the, some of the years were uh, good. A marriage, you always have to work on it. It's two different people. Um, but it shouldn't be that hard. It is hard because you have to work on it. But it should not be a daily thing where it's that hard because there's something wrong there if it's that hard every day. And you, when you try to work it out and you want your marriage to work, you ignore and you believe that it's gonna get better. And sometimes people take advantage of it because they see that you're trying. So they figure you're gonna stay around because you're still trying. And they don't know that um, in one point in everybody's life, I don't care who it is, just a switch that goes on and goes off. It goes on when you fall in love. And it goes off when you it just stops for you. And that's the best thing that could happen to you after the worst thing of not uh, having the marriage work. But it's the best thing because once that switch goes off, there's no, there's no crying, there's no regretting, there's no nothing. It's like, eh, it's done. You know, so I, Never felt hatred, disappointment, maybe, but not hatred, you know, it's fine. It's just that I don't want to live the way, I don't want to live like that for the rest of my life. Thank you once again for giving us your time. This is truly an honor to share this conversation with you. This started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm gonna challenge you right now. It made a difference. 
reach out and tell somebody. Thank you again, and I wish you all the courage and all the strength to be vulnerable in your life. It really does make a difference.